What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning. Hope your weekend's off to a good start. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin on ESPN Radio, the app ESPN News. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Moments away from talking to one of the greatest players in WNBA history. And, Jay, will I bring it up because that is one of the leagues that, again, is essentially said we're not playing. They postponed three games the other night. And there's actually no definitive word on when the WNBA will resume. So they, much like a lot of other sports, are in a state of flux as they continue to see what they want to do day by day, minute by minute, and how the world is reacting to all this. I have so much respect for WNBA players, them being in their respective bubble, not getting the same kind of attention, but finding different ways to continue to progress the movement and, and continue to talk about these issues. Like I said earlier in the program, cutting seven holes in the backs of all their jerseys for the seven gunshots that, to Jacob Was that the Blake. jerseys or was it T-shirts? T-shirts, jerseys. Yeah I, I, yeah, I think it was T-shirts because I was like, I need to cop one of those. And obviously, you know, Sue Bird, who we're going to have on with Megan Rapino, they have stepped up to the plate in a multitude of ways with all their platforms speaking about injustices across the country. Well, because it, a lot of people focus on males, and that's not necessarily the case. There's women involved in this injustice too. I no mean, doubt. Breonna Taylor was not a male. It was a female. So it, it, when you look at it, they're right there, you know, hitting the ground, running for both sides, and that's that's key. And Sue is with us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. She joins us this Friday morning. I guess the first thing I want to ask is for the WNBA fans that are out there that are waiting for you guys to get back on the floor, um, when do you think that might happen? Um, well, good morning. Hi. Thanks good for having morning. me. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, we we, we discussed it. And um, we revealed it yesterday that we're going to get back on the floor today. We have games today. Um, we're going to resume our season as normal. And for us, the decision, you know, was a collective one. You know, we are really organized, um, in some ways lucky to be in this bubble now because it makes it even easier to put 144 women in a room and, and talk it out. And that's what we did two nights ago. And, um the end result was we understood that our impact and what we've already been doing, that happens with us playing. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I think in these moments there's, um, you know, a reaction that you want to, like, do something now, have it done now. But we've actually been doing the work, and we're starting to see the impact we have. And like I said, that comes with us playing. So all of that led to our decision. Sue, with so many important conversations going on, what does the W uh, the WN BPA want to accomplish in this particular moment from the league? Yeah, I mean, listening to you guys kind of set up the intro, um, it's important for us to keep women's names in people's mouths. And, you know, we've actually essentially like joined, joined forces with Professor Kimberly Crenshaw, who started Say Her Name. And the main reason is that throughout all of the injustices in our country, um, at times, you don't even know the women who it's happening to. You don't know their names. And so as a league full of women, it's really important for us to continue to do that. Um, again, it's, you know, and you guys said it, it's not about uh, men versus women. It's not that. But I think it's important for us to, to say her name, for, to get these stories out, to get people to understand that this is happening to women as well. 
And I think, you know, that's that's what our union discussed coming into this experience, just wanting to keep that at the forefront at all times. Um, the last two days, I think for all sports, it was it was a time to take a break, you know, because um, I don't know when you get into this work, you know, especially I'm sure I'm not speaking for anybody, but just listening to my teammates, listening, you know, to the to the black women who are in the union with me. This is traumatizing and then re-traumatizing and it brings up a lot. So the last two days, I mean, I think people needed a break, you know, because as much as this work is as, as much as as good as this work, you know, is coming from this work, I should say, at times, you know, we're human beings as well. And so I think the combination of that for our league, the timing was right to support the NBA. The timing was right to strike these games. The timing was right to take a day. And now the timing's right to go back. And that's that's how we feel as a league. So let's dig deeper into the human being part. I've known you for a long part of my life. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Like what <laughs> you're handling a lot. How are you? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm fine because I think for me as a white player in this moment, um, it's understanding that this is not impacting me the same. You know, I, I hear a lot of my teammates talk about um, you know, being a black woman, being a black athlete, and when they take their uniform off, you know, we're hearing that a lot. When they take their uniform off and they go back home, they get in their car, nobody views them as the athlete anymore. You know, it's not that person they're cheering on the court. They're just a black person in America. Their families are black people in America. And so in hearing that and listening to that, you know, I understand that in terms of like organizing and, you know, getting in the nitty gritty, yeah, some of that can be tiring. And it it takes a lot of um, emotional energy. And while simultaneously trying to play basketball in a season, that can be tiring. And of course, I think everybody has their moments, myself included. But I'm quick to, you know, to remember that for me, it's not the same. And so if I can, and and I've said this before, if I can, from an organizational standpoint, take anything off of my my teammates, like I said, my, my counterparts in the union, anything off their plate, so the burden's not quite as much for them. That's what I'm here to do. That's where I feel like I can show up the most. Um, so I think everybody has their moments and you have to take those moments to, you know, kind of like recharge. But for me, you know, it's, it's, it's less about that. And I know that. And that's not why I'm playing either. Well, that's one of the beautiful things about sports. So, right, Sue, it, it gives you the opportunities to to connect with people that come from different backgrounds. How do you respond to those mm-hmm. people that continue to make comments that maybe don't have those same experiences that you were lucky enough to have. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people will say things about sports, like, um, or not about sports, but you might hear like, Oh, someone actually, let me start over. It's not really about sports. You might hear somebody say, Oh, I don't see color. I don't see color. And I think we all know that that's probably BS. Everybody sees it. But what I love about sports is we do see it. We do know we're different. We do step into that locker room at the start of a season and we see who we are. We see all that we are and we don't care. We have respect for it. We, it doesn't matter. You're there for this common goal. And so that to me is where sports and, and, and we're athletes. That's why we're, we're, we can be leaders in this. We have, I don't know, I guess this like experience with it where we can just have respect for one another. Even, even when you disagree with somebody, right? Like you guys have been on teams, like, People get in fights. People disagree about things. It doesn't matter. You still, at the end of the day, your teammates, you get back on the court, you get back on the field, and you have respect for that person. 
Um, I think for female athletes, especially, you know, for so long, and I've been saying this recently, for so long, we um, were judged on everything except basketball. You know, we've been told we're lesser than because we're women, lesser than because we're black, lesser than because we're gay. And so we've had to like kind of develop this backbone in that, all that and learn how to you know stick up for ourselves. And also I think finally have started to be like genuine to that and authentic to that. And now people are telling us to stick to sports. <laughs> like that makes me laugh because we've literally been pushed in that corner where we've had to defend ourselves, having everything to do without like nothing to do with sports. And now, and now because you don't like it, you know, you're telling us to stick to sports. So I think all of that um, is where the answer lies. Yeah, I'm telling you to stick to sports, Sue. Stick to sports. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Do you anticipate if things start to not go the way that we anticipate them to go on the positive side, that there could potentially be another stoppage of some sort in the WNBA? Um, you know, it's it's tough to answer. I think. Um, the beauty of our league and um, just how organized we've been and on the same page we've been. I mean, even when, you know, quote unquote, somebody goes rogue, right? Like the Washington Mystics are the team that really, they were the first team uh, two days ago that was like, we're not playing. And I say go rogue only to say like, like I said, a lot of this is happening so fast. It's literally in real time. And so we all had to like very quickly, like mobilize, talk, have conversations, and boom, we're all on the same page. And I think for us, because we, we have that, I feel confident. I can't really give you an answer. The, tr- the truth is I can't really give you an answer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope we don't have to because I hope it means, you know, people aren't being killed senselessly. <laughs> but um, whatever does happen, I know that we will respond and react, like, appropriately and, and quickly. It's great to have the WNBA back. Tonight, Sue, breaking a little news for our audience. We'll be looking for you tonight. You guys are down in Bradenton looking to crown a champion. 25 years of the WNBA. Great progress, Sue. Keep putting in work, Sue. You're still (laughs) doing it. I see you working. I'm trying, man. It's getting harder, but I'm trying. Damn near 40. (laughs) You're doing just fine. 39. Thank you, guys. Look it all the way till you get to 40. Thank you, Sue. (laughs) Congrats. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Nature Valley. Feel the joy of a sunny day. Find the freedom of an open field and taste the crunch from 100% whole grain oats. Stay outside longer with Nature Valley Oats and Honey, Crunchy Granola Bars. We are better outside. Let's go from A to Z. We're one minute away from speaking to Matt Dumba of the Minnesota Wild. Very critical of the NHL's plan of attack to honor Social injustice. We'll talk to him. Very strong. One minute. First up, the Mets general manager Brody Van Wagenen apologized Thursday, saying he wrongly accused MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred of proposing a plan that would have had players stage a one-hour walkout during the Mets' scheduled home game against the Marlins. That is, instead of not playing the game at all, which is what happened when the (laughs) players from both sides, Key, came out, Black Lives Matter shirt, home plate, 42 seconds of silence to honor number 42, Jackie Robinson, his day is today. Brody issued a statement and then essentially in the statement said, it's not on Manfred, it's on my boss, COO Jeff Wilpon, and Wilpon put on a statement blaming Van Wagenen. Point the finger, that's what you do. (laughs) Hall of Fame basketball coach Lou Dolson, who built Arizona into a national power and guided the Wildcats to their only NCAA championship in 1997, has died at the age of 85. 
He was hospitalized last year after suffering a stroke. He was in hospice care. 589 and 187 in 24 seasons. They went to 23 consecutive NCAA tourneys. He won 11 back then, Pac-10 titles. As I mentioned, that 1997 championship, Simon Says Championship, an amazing win over Kentucky uh, that year. And the Ravens have canceled their morning practice on Friday after tweeting a statement demanding changes for social reform on Thursday after the shooting of Jacob Blake. The organization tweeted, we have canceled this morning's scheduled practice in order to perform a team unifying session surrounding social justice reform. If you want more on their statement, it's all over the internet and it is being praised heavily, extremely strong in its wording. Matt Dumba is with us now. He's a Minnesota Wild defenseman. He's on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Uh, Matt, simply put, we played three games in the NHL on Wednesday, didn't play Thursday, didn't play Friday. But most importantly, you're involved in something called the Hockey Diversity Alliance, which essentially is trying to eradicate racism in the National Hockey League and in all levels of hockey. Uh, For those that may not be familiar with this problem, how pervasive is it? Um, You know, uh, hockey more than any of the other leagues. Um, we're, we're predominantly white. I think the whitest sport out of the four major sports um, in North America. So, it, it, you know, it's deeply rooted within our game. Um, you know, saying that there's still a lot of, uh, a lot of good people in the game. Um, you know, I've, I've made a lot of uh, life, lifelong friends in this game. And, you know, I was very proud of what the guys did yesterday, um, standing up and, and, and uh, boycotting games. Matt, first and foremost, brother, sorry you got cut off before, man. Our, our, no, our backs were against the wall, but this this is why we love it, right? Sports, you continue to push through the wall. How how challenging has this been, um, obviously, to to face something like this while you guys are in respect to bubble? Just so much is happening so fast. How how challenging is it to navigate in real time? Um, I think I think very hard, and I'm not in the bubble right now, so I'm kind of outside looking in and. I know I know how I would prepare for a playoff game, and I think I think uh, you guys do as well. Um, that disconnect you have away from social media. If you're playing the early game, you got your nap, um, and so I think that's where the sense of grace comes in. Because I, I talked to a lot of guys um, yesterday, and you know they they felt a little dis, you know disappointed in themselves that they didn't act quicker, but. Um, Hearing, hearing the guys and how genuine they were and, and wanting to learn and uh, the reasons, you know, first off, why we're locking out, um, what the next action steps are as a group um, was huge. So I commend them on that. And, you know, some people give them ter- criticism that saying it's a day late, but, um, you know, this has been um, articulate and um, guys coming together and having the real talks. And, and I know we even have meetings today um, with all the teams in the bubble. So um, I think guys are uh, getting on board. And to have this many uh, white players uh, standing up um, for our group for um, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, it, it made me it made me very proud to be an NHL player last night. Matt, what uh, HDA, what would you guys like to see from the NHL in terms of social injustice moving forward? Yeah, moving, moving forward, um, I guess the, the first steps we want to see right now, uh, you know, we requested that uh, the teams open up their arenas um, for voting. Uh, we also want transparency 
um, through the policy and the targets and commitments related to hiring employees that are visible minorities. Um, we've asked for uh, we've asked for money from the league over over a ten year span, um, you know, to go towards social injustice um, and, and fighting against racism, not only in our game but in society. Um, but then from there, um, the other action is we want to start at the grassroots level. I think that's where it starts, especially in hockey, um, because of the youth, educating the youth uh, and bringing them up so we can create a new generation of hockey fans and hockey players, a more diverse one, um, and just kind of change the whole demographic of hockey because um, it is so heavily white-dominated. Uh, and I, I think uh, I think talking to these guys and, and just spreading our message um, – we're going to see some real change in our game, uh, and it's very exciting. Uh, I'll be honest; I never thought I would have uh, would have seen this in hockey. Do you really feel that those things are obtainable? Um, I, I do, I do, I, I do. When we can all work together uh, in solidarity, and you know, I think that's what this is showing, um, especially our owners. Um, that we're a unified group and all the white guys in the league are, are allies. and we, We're standing together right now um, in the face of this injustice and uh, what's going on in hockey and uh, the systemic racism that is rooted in hockey and within our society. So um, I, I think it, I think it is um, it just getting everyone on the same page and uh, that transparency uh, across all levels. Matt, best of luck with the initiative moving forward. We will wait to see. After all, it's actionable change. Everybody just talks about making changes. We'll see what transpires moving forward. But it is great to hear that you feel optimistic that it indeed will take place. Best of luck. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Matt. Be good. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Sport Clips. It's a new season at Sport Clips. Haircuts, all stylists are clean, certified, and guy smart. Get yourself back in the game with Sport Clips MVP experience. Enjoy a hot steam towel, relaxing shampoo, and winning cut. Check in online. Walk out with confidence. Uh, Matt joined us a couple of different times this morning. (laughs) And the first time time he was here, I I, I simply said to him, (laughs) Um, what do you think about, was it window dressing, right? They played games on Wednesday when all these other sports were taking the night off and then suddenly they do a course correction, no games last night, go, no games Friday. I know there's the better late than never perspective key, but at the end of the day, boy, it seems reactionary. It felt like, boy, we are getting a ton of blowback, so we have to do this whether we want to do it or not. Yeah, but but listening to Matt right there and in, in gave me the feeling that he believes and trusts that they're going to do the right things. And it's almost like we talked about with Spike Lee earlier being in the room. I, I don't know the makeup of the NHL in terms of being in the room, but with a guy like Matt voicing his opinion and, and his frustrations and things of that nature, it it catapults him to being in the room. I want to mention in that in 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 the, in the diverse, diversity alliance in the room. So now they see that it's like okay, it, it makes you think that they got the message maybe. Prior to that, they just was living the old guard way of hockey. We're, this is the way we've always been. We we respect it. it. We understand what they're going through, but it's not our problem. I did want to quickly mention they did have a moment of reflection on Wednesday. So to say they did absolutely nothing would be inaccurate. Yeah, they didn't. It, but but, your, but your, your lack of empathy sometimes is based upon how diverse the people are around you. Yes, right? And I'm not absolutely. saying that, that is as, as an excuse – 
But, you know, the example I try to give to some of my friends is that, you know, if, if you are white or Caucasian, if you don't have any black friends, you never know what the black experience is like. That's the same as Asian. That's the same as Latino. Right. So unless you have those friends, it does not serve as an excuse once again. But it's hard to empathize if you don't have those experiences that you can share and listen to other people's stories that mean something to you so you can relate to that. Well, that's why the Diversity Alliance is in place, so that they can be their friends, so they can understand and not make, and I don't want to call it a mistake, but not repeat the same thing that they repeated the other, that they did the other night. Yes, the HDA, the Hockey Diversity Alliance. I want to mention, if you want to hear more from Matt, obviously, with a quick interview with him there. He was with us earlier. That's why the podcast was invented. So you can get all four hours and make sure you can listen. We'll to splice the-, the first one together and that one, then we'll get a longer segment. Boom, there Just you go. Just like that. So if you want to hear from Matt, hang on. I noticed on my phone the podcast tends to drop very quickly after each hour of the program. Still to come, J.J. Redick was in the bubble, then he left the bubble, and now is going to be watching guys play in the bubble to try to win the NBA 74th championship. His thoughts on what went down from nearly having no basketball to having the NBA back. He'll join us next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yes, live sports are finally back, just like the rest of us. And now that we're all getting back on the road again, the stops we make seem more special than before, like stopping to watch a game at a friend's place or stopping at our favorite spot to cheer in every amazing shot, score, or win. Safely and socially distant, of course. And between those stops, there's Shell. Stop in and fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro plus premium gasoline. It's their best fuel ever and it'll keep everything going in your engine, running like new. Stop in and save with with the Fuel Rewards program. Just download the app or go to thefuelrewards.com to join, and you'll never pay full price for gas again. And finally, stop in and get some snacks, essentials, and save big bucks at every single pump. That's just a few ways that Shell helps you make the most of that stop. See full terms and conditions conditions at fuelrewards.com. In engines that consistently use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus premium gasoline. All right, Keith, thank you. Let's roll into SportsCenter. Big news in the NBA is that it's back. There's some people like Doc Rivers that thought, I don't think the league's coming back. I think his players thought that, but it has been rescued. Michael Jordan played a big role as a liaison we hear. Games today, eh, that seems unlikely. Our NBA insider Tim Bontem said, I wouldn't rule it out, 
But it doesn't feel like today, but it feels like this season will indeed crown a champion. That might be the biggest thing of all. Brody Van Wagenen, general manager of the New York Mets, apologized Thursday, saying he wrongly accused MLB Commissioner Rob Manford of proposing a plan that would have had his players stage a one-hour walkout during their scheduled home game against the Marlins. Instead, thankfully, cooler heads prevailed. The Marlins and the Mets got together, came out onto the field, You could tell there was going to be no game when the pitchers didn't warm up. That was sort of the indication they placed a Black Lives Matter t-shirt over home plate. They waited 42 seconds in a moment of silence to honor number 42, Jackie Robinson. Today is Jackie Robinson Day in Major League Baseball. He then went on to blame COO Jeff Wilpon for that crazy idea on the one-hour walkout. That story just needs to go away. And the NHL games have been called off yesterday and no games today. This is after they took a ton of heat for playing three games on Wednesday. We spoke to the Minnesota Wilds, Matt Dumba, earlier this morning. You can check it out on our podcast. He's the leader of the Hockey Diversity Alliance. He didn't hold back thinking the NHL made a mistake, but you can learn from your mistakes. We all can. Sports Center brought to you by Nature Valley, part crunchy, part creamy, a bit sweet and a bit salty. Nature Valley sweet and salty peanut bars are bursting with crunchy peanuts dipped in creamy nut butter coating and 100% delicious. Nature Valley, we're better outside. And we're presented by Progressive Insurance and where we're going to the Shell Pennzoil performance line. J.J. Reddick's 1,884 three-pointers, his 14th most all-time in league history. He's 104 away from Jason Kidd, who currently is 10th all times. So if you can crack the top 10, Stats Incredible, brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. Jay? JJ, first up, firstly, um, how's the wife and how are the boys doing, man? Everybody's great. Everybody's great. I've been back for two weeks with them. Uh, they've had a really, they've had a nice, uh, you know, seven weeks without me. And uh, <laughs> it's been good. To, it's been good. To, it's been good to be back. Chelsea said a couple of times, you know, like, Maybe, maybe like you just need to keep playing for like a few more years because we, we, we like our time without you a little bit. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, you were playing at a high level. How, how different was life inside the bubble, Jay? Um, it, was, it was very different. Um, it, I, it, you know, it's been compared to an AAU camp or like an AAU tournament, um, but not being able to leave – a location for, you know, five weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it ends up being for some of these teams is very different. The first two weeks were hard because the boredom was like a real thing. Uh, You know, we're, we had like six o'clock PM practices. And so you'd wait around to the bus at five forty-five, and, you know, you had those six to nine, that was your practice time. Other than that, you're in your room. Once the game started and we could start visiting the other hotels and, seeing some friends from other teams that were staying at different hotels and then playing games. It obviously time flew by a little bit quicker, but those first two weeks were slow. Looking at it, JJ, how do you feel about the restart after such a strong statement? And then another one, what kind of platform do you think that the bubble provides for the NBA to keep the message out there? The the restart of the restart. Hmm. Um, talked briefly about this on my podcast yesterday, but I thought what, what Draymond said on social yesterday, uh, Swin Cash from the Pelicans also said this as well. Um, you know, the, the, the power is in playing. The power is in the platform of playing. Uh, why do uh, predominantly black NBA players have to bear the burden uh, for police brutality? Why do they have to stop going to work? 
Why does it have to be on them? Why is the onus on them? Um, it, it's a, it's a really, you know, it's a really frustrating situation that we can't have our politicians uh, be the ones who are doing things. Why is the onus on us? Um, you know, what Jared Kushner said yesterday was so disingenuous about LeBron. LeBron has done so much. He's been on the front lines. You see WNBA players like Maya Moore who've been on the front lines. You see athletes across the spectrum who've been on the front lines who are using their time, their resources to help and, and, and cause change. And someone like Jared Kushner wants to call LeBron out. It's so disingenuous. He knows what LeBron is doing. He knows what the NBA is doing. We're all trying to solve the problem. What is he doing? What is he doing? So, we're, 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 look, we're using it. I'm so proud of our league. I'm so proud of the WNBA. I'm so proud of professional athletes across, across all sports and what they're doing right now. Um, we need a little help from the people who actually can, can put some policies in place. We need a little help from them. Jay, how are those conversations internally? Obviously, you know, our commander-in-chief has made multiple comments about the NBA. How do NBA players ultimately feel about that? I, I, Jay and, and Key, you guys know this. The, the anger, the anger is real. Um, you know, I, I, in talking to my peers, um, I, can't, I can't quite get it because I'm a white person in America. But in talking to my peers, the anger is real. And the conversations uh, that I've had and that, you know, talking to guys who were, were in those conversations over the last 24 to 48 hours, um, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration. Uh, and it's, it's, it's valid. Uh, it's very valid. And look, across the country, outside of sports, with protests, um, you know, the, the, the anger is valid. I'll, I'll just say that. The anger is valid. Let me, let me say this and correct you for a minute there, Jay. Sure. No, you do get it. You just don't understand why it keeps happening. No, you get it. That's why you are, have aligned yourself with the matter to help. So don't say you don't get it because you do get it for sure. Else you wouldn't even be, you'd be like, you know, I ain't going to say the name because I don't want to get too political on it, but you you would be like <laughs> some of those other people, right? I mean, that that. You know, you know what I'm saying. How, yeah. how big, yeah. how big of a voice does Michael Jordan have right now? Huge, a huge voice and, and a huge influence. Um, you know, that's one of the things that I know the players have discussed with all of the owners, and and Michael can be an incredible liaison between players and owners, and our owners um, because of their economic power have a lot of political influence. And so what we're trying to do is align ourselves with them so that we can all sort of move in the right direction and accomplish some things together. Um, those were conversations that were happening prior to the bubble. Uh, as many people know that there's a, there's a, a fund that's been set up uh, with the NBPA and the NBA. Uh, the owners are donating, you know, $300 million. I'm sure that number is going to going to go up uh, but but again the the alignment with the owners and and using their political influence uh, i think is huge you know jj we're both being obviously coached by coach k i, I think we both have a significant understanding of what what team means and how to operate as one right the fist um that we've heard him make mention multiple times what has what has been the feeling inside of you over the last day or so seeing how 
all athletes in all sports are looking like a unified team. Yeah. No, it's um I I think it's a it's an important moment. Um it's an important moment to see all athletes, all skin colors uh stepping up. Um I, I talked about this a bunch uh in in March and April and May when uh you know the the coronavirus was just raging pre George Floyd and you saw athletes stepping up in their communities and offering their resources and offering assistance and making, you know, bringing awareness to issues in their communities where they play. Um, and then you've seen it happen again uh, with these social justice protests, um, with these conversations that we're having across the country. I'm so proud to be a professional athlete right now. And I should also mention, you know, in, in times of reflection over the past two days, two months, six months, whatever it is, um, there's been so many people over the last 60, 70 years who have done this, and some got credit, some didn't. Uh, I think about Bill Russell all the time. I think about him all the time and what he had to deal with as a Boston Celtics player, what he had to deal with as, as an MVP, as an NBA champion, the racism, you know, and, and, and speaking out and being an activist back then when it was unpopular, when it was uncool. You know, I think about Colin Kaepernick all the time. I think about him all the time and, and what he did because it was uncool. And, you know, you're seeing people step up now, but the risk isn't there that, that it was for guys like Colin Kaepernick or Tommy Smith and John Carlos or Bill Russell or Maya Moore. Uh, so, I, you know, as, as much as I'm like, hey, give, give us some credit for being unified and, and for, for being active on this, you know, there, there's been so many people that, that paved the way for us, and and just I think about them all the time. Hey, JJ, I'm going to uh, set up a three-point shooting contest with me and you <laughs> through Jim Ornstein, right? But here's the kicker, though, right? You ready for it? You start at zero. I start at 14. We go to 20. Okay. Right? Okay. Can you do that? Can all we right. do that? Where are you shooting from? The three. Are you where no, on I'm the three point? Oh, oh, where at? Yeah. Uh, I'm like, gonna go. I'm gonna go to the, the corner. Move? No, I'm gonna go to the corner. Go to the corner. Yeah, and 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 Jay will gonna dish to me, and you gotta pick the. You gotta get your own balls off the court. Don't worry. I mean, Jay. off the, I, the cart, and then I'm gonna catch it from Jay. Pull and shoot. Don't worry, Jay. I won't throw him one pass on the seam. Not one. <laughs> off seam. Low to the right knee. You, you don't want you, you don't you don't want that bet. I think I'd, I think I'll take that action. I'm gonna be honest with you because I feel like I'm gonna go like twenty for twenty three before you go six for twenty three. <laughs> you might be right though too. As as Z as Z read off your numbers uh, when we first introduced you into the show, and I'm sitting there going, damn, yeah. I'm just sitting there going, wow. One of the most prolific shooters of all time. Jay, congratulations on the pod, man. It's really incredible you. what you've been able to do. Keep doing it. Yeah, Thank no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to step down on that and, you know, let you just have your day. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah. Wait, Jay, Jay, you got a couple more years left in you. What's the plan? I know you got one more year in the contract. We, we going after that? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing until they tell me to stop, basically. I, 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 I've realized as I've gotten older how much I just enjoy it and I love it and the family is probably the you know the, the the biggest part of the equation of how much longer I play. But uh, as long as I have the 
sort of the blessing and the go ahead uh, from from Chelsea and, and my kids can you know basically stop telling me to uh, you know not leave the house. My four year old does it all the time. He's like, Dad, I don't want you to play basketball anymore. I don't like when you leave. I don't like when you leave. Uh, so as long as I have the blessing for them, I'm just going to keep playing three, four more years probably. Awesome. And that'll be what for you? I'm just, I just finished 14. Wow. So, Man. yeah, I, I mean, I, look, I, 17, 18 is the goal, 17 or 18. If I play 18, basically I'd play that year at 39, and then that offseason I'd, I'd retire and turn 40. So that's mm. kind of my goal right now. As you know, Key, it's a shooter's league, and there ain't too many better shooters then JJ keep Redick. drinking the wine, man. It helps, JJ. It helps. Next, next stop, LA Lakers. <laughs> Over 100 <laughs> podcasts. Joel Embiid, Stacey Abrams. It's far and wide. It's not just a sports thing. I listen. It's a great listen. JJ, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank uh-huh. you guys Thanks, for having JJ. me on. Keyshawn, yep. Jay Will Zubin brought to you by Shell. Just like the sports world, we're all starting to get back out there, and that means we're all getting back on the road, stopping at a friend's place to watch the game, or stopping to grab a bite at our favorite spot. Oh! Safely and socially distant, of course. And between those stops, there's always Shell to help you make most of the stop you need to make. Pretty good idea to pass on that three-point shooting contest. This is what everybody I'm at home you right to know, right that we have a garbage can here, and Keyshawn balls up his pieces of paper. There are like seven pieces of paper on the ground of all the shots that he's missed today. <laughs> so seven pieces. So you're going to... Yes, I'm not going to make mention of the two that you made. But no, you're going to try to give me the seven as if those to the left are not yours. I just made three in a row. You did make made three in a row. Yes, you did. But how many have you missed? Uh, Not a lot today. (laughs) Speaking of miss, did the PGA Tour miss the mark by saying we are not canceling this week's tournament, much like other sports have done? And wait till you hear Tiger's response when asked about it. That's next on ESPN Radio and the app. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. So this week, the PGA Tour, the playoffs, the FedEx Cup playoffs are happening. This is a big deal. Ton of money to the winner. $10, $15 million on the line. BMW Championship. It's the second event of the three events that will crown the FedEx Cup champion. But on Wednesday night, as they get ready for round two today... Day before the tournament began, 
the conversation started to switch a little bit. You saw what was going on in the NBA, the MLB, MLS, WNBA, even the WTA, the Women's Tennis Association, after the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So the question was asked to those on the PGA Tour, what about the possibility of the tour delaying or canceling this week's tournament at Olympia Fields, the BMW? This is the response of Tiger Woods to that. When asked, should it be delayed or canceled? Quote, no. I talked to the commissioner and they were on board. Obviously, he released his statement and all the guys were on board. So, no. Obviously, there was talk about it because of obviously what happened. But we're all on board on the same page. Uh, The PGA Tour commissioner is Jay Monahan. He's in his first few years on the job. That's who he referenced as the commissioner. Jay, what do you think? Just so I want to contact. Was that Tiger's only statement? About what's happened? I can't tell you definitively, but this is the crux of what he said and what is being reported most widely. That particular tournament uh, is the BMW, but he's saying no, speaking to the commissioner, speaking to the players. Man, Tiger, man, he's something else. There was, quote unquote, there was some talk about it. There are some other quotes from Tiger, but uh, that's the main crux of it. That essentially... uh, All of the guys were on board with... I just never get my due, though, I guess. I mean... I understand to a degree when you talk about his mom, obviously, he's mixed. His mom is Asian. His, Tita. His, yep. and, and his dad was black. Earl. And he doesn't want to take away from his mother. But you things like, what was it, Cavalasian? I don't even, like, you black, dude. When they pulled your ass over in Orlando and took you to jail, there was no box. That box they check is going to say black or other. It's not, I just... I don't know. It's a little disappointing because I support him regardless. When he's playing, I tune in, and I'm not a golfer. I could, like, care less except when he's playing. A ton of people are like that. Though. You know, and, a ton and so of people. Only I just, in Tigers you know, I look at it, and not that the situation will ever get to, to, to that degree where it was with O.J. Simpson, but O.J. Simpson was almost like he – didn't identify with himself to a degree as being black, even though he was black. He off he went to Brentwood and thought he was something different. But when it all came down to it, guess where he came crawling back to? He came crawling back to the black, black community, community to save his ass. The criminal trial you're speaking of. In general. In general, okay. You know, because it, I, I don't I just it's Tiger, I'm, I'm, man. I'm a little lost. I'm a little lost on Tiger, Tiger too. Like I'm I'm a little bit I'm not, I'm not saying that I need Tiger to put his foot down and be like, hey, blah, 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 and say it with his chest. But you got to give me something, Tiger. Like, especially with the representation that you have in professional golf. And even, and even if he don't want to identify with himself being African-American because he doesn't want to take anything away from his mom, which I completely understand, give me something, though. For, for be empathetic. The, the exact, give me something. Don't, don't act as though... You don't see what's going on out there. And once again, I don't know a, if he hasn't a, made any other comments. That's why I was had, trying to ask you, Zubin. But he hasn't made anything strong because if he did, guess what? You'd probably it see. It would be everywhere. And I want to just mention on the other side, because the PGA Tour put out a statement that Tiger referenced, just in part, because I know we got to go. The PGA Tour made a pledge over the summer to be part of the solution, and we have been actively working to make deeper and more specific commitments to racial equality and inclusion in the communities in which we play, as well as supporting national organizations within this movement that we had not previously engaged with. So that's the rec- statement tiger was referenced i guess i say uh to the pga just um thank you for your service i guess thank i mean you. I, thank you i, I guess i, I guess I, 
I guess. If that's where we're going, I guess. That's event two of three, and that's the words of Tiger Woods. Guys, it was just uh, another crazy long week. Let's take a deep breath, relax. Break down some sports next week. Stay safe. Ah. We'll see you Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern.